Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast. Got the full crew here, Jeremiah, James, and the once, I, I mean, he's been in and out and he's back, the Liberty Mountain Views guy, Kyle Griesinger. Welcome Might back, say, Kyle. You might even say I'm storming back onto the podcast field. You might say that. The Liberty bad boy Ooh. himself. Let's go. Here we go. And, of course, we got the steamed former Joker, uh, James, and then Jeremiah. I mean, who doesn't know Jeremiah except for, I mean, like the entire football team? They don't even know you, right? They, that, I don't think a single one of them has met you, right? I've met a, couple, met a few of them. I met, I met a couple of them this past week. Yeah, shout out to them. I mean, I wish I could have stayed and yeah. seen that and meet, meet met them, but yeah, um, who knows? I might, I might uh, meet them on the field come Saturday. <laughs> huh? That that'd be interesting. Uh, anyways, continuing on, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the game today. Um, James has got a, a mic now, so we're excited to have him a part of the team. I I had to throw some shot at James. You know, we did it with. Kyle and I'll and I'll say it. I mean, I'm a per- apparently a burner. So, guys, don't even don't even disregard <laughs> that everything spicy. that I say. This whole podcast. In case, in case we have any listeners on uh, who aren't on Liberty Twitter, it was a spicy day on Liberty Twitter. Yes, it yes. was. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> what a, what a day! What a day! So, um, with all that being said, moving on from this. Uh, you know, um, what a game. What a game. Uh, we talked quite a bit of it on Twitter Space. Twitter Spaces on Sunday. Got a lot of it out of out of our system. Um, who else wants to say? Who Who's up? Who's up first? Raise your hand. Who wants to talk? Anybody? I'll go first. All right. Um, yeah, we, we, we talked. Kyle. We talked. I knew, I knew Kyle was going to go. I'll come. Yeah. I'll come in. Uh, yeah, we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this a lot on the Twitter space. Like it was a tough game. Like we should have won yeah. by more. We should have won by more. It's, it's that simple. Um, if we want to be a top tier football team, we can't be. We can't be. You know, winning nail biters to FCS teams on a regular basis. Now Gardner Webb, you know, it's a respectable football team. They are better than they look on paper. Um, remind me a lot of Akron in that way. Um, but you know, it's a game we should have won. We should have won by more. Grateful to be, grateful to have the win. I think uh, Coach Freeze said it in his press conference, rather be an ugly six and one than a pretty th- four and three. And I think that's fair enough. Um, but uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad Charlie Charlie Brewer is supposed to be coming back this week. Um, Got to have more consistency at quarterback, just plain and simple. Um, one thing I did leave, uh, you know, I forgot to mention on the uh, the space until my internet died on me and I couldn't get back on. Um, I did want to shout out Preston Hodge, I think had his first, uh, his first maybe tackle of the year at a minimum. He had a couple of big plays there in the fourth quarter. I, I love seeing him get some action um, transfer guy out of Navarro community college and my nice. home, you know, near my hometown. So. Yeah, that was a heck of a play. He had a nice uh, PBU as well. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah. I do remember that coming up. I do remember that. It's awesome. Yeah. Guys able yeah. to get in on the, Yeah, yep. Um, James, what do you got to say about it? Yeah, I don't really have anything much. Um, just rewatched the game today. Again, um, mentioned most of everything on Sunday, but just want to reiterate, like, I think Day Day is, like, the real deal, and we saw that during the game. Um, there was a big difference in the run game from the first half to the second half. I think he himself, I think, outran everybody for the game. Uh, just on like two carries, so um, yeah, I think I've been telling people. I, I and this is no shot at any former Liberty running back, but I think he's the best running back Liberty's had since Rashad. Like genuinely, I think he's that good. Yeah, yeah. And I went. The, I had a little bit of reaction. Obviously, you're not going to see it on the audio because I've already heard James with the new mic, but it just it just sounds that much better. Oh my goodness, <laughs> um, Jeremiah. Thoughts on the big homecoming W? Oh, man. I'm pretty sure I expressed my thoughts to the extent on the uh, Twitter spaces. Um, but just to mm-hmm. kind of reiterate a little bit, um, you know, 
as uh, Kyle already mentioned, Freeze's quote saying, "Glad to be an ugly six and one over a uh, pretty poor four and three. I'm glad we got the dub. Um, shout out to Gardner Webb for sure. They were they were overlooked it seems. Um, I even talked to some of the guys after the game. They're like, yeah, we kind of played down. We kind of overlooked them a little bit. They're a much better team than we expected. So shout out to Gardner Webb for uh, a very well played game, hard fought game." Um, yeah, uh, lots to talk about, you know, again, shout out to, shout out to Day Day, phenomenal running back, made a huge difference there, uh, second half of the game. Um, I think your quarterbacks, you know, held up, played as well as we needed them to, obviously we got the dub, so they hung it in there, stuck it out, um, defense playing pretty well still, um, and, uh, shout out to special teams once again, Aiden Alvis, you know. MVP right there, the punter MVP, like he's going crazy with like the placement. And um, I forget who it was. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember who it was that uh, down that one point in like the two or three yard line. That was Tryon Sibley. Yeah, it was Sibley. Yep. Shout out to Sibley on that one. That was an incredible, incredible special teams uh, play by, um, I mean, from the Moxar holder, uh, from the holder to. Uh, the snapper, the holder, um, excuse me, the snapper to the punter um, to Sibley Downing where we needed to. Um, special teams helps win games. Love that. Um, and looking forward to moving on to uh, BYU from here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, looking up how to download your Twitter spaces audio because, I mean, that might help on some of this stuff. But, uh, of course, Twitter isn't very helpful. Um, because as soon as you mentioned that, yeah, I was just, like, oh. Yeah, just – yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just leave and you can just – yeah, you can just fill, <laughs> fill in my Twitter spaces, what I said over there. It'll probably that's, be a lot more That's coherent. what I'm saying. Because unfortunately, you're the one out of the four of us that's less flexible <laughs> So yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah. So, you know, we could yeah. just be like, this is what Jeremiah said. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, I'd be I totally yeah. for that. Throw in some of that. Uh, go back that would be great. And throw in some of that with the uh, the BYU guys. I'm I'm sad yeah. I'm going to miss that though. Um, I should sure. toss in some uh, some numbers on Alvis this season: thirty-seven punts, average of forty-one point eight yards, long of sixty-four. Fourteen of those inside the twenty. Oh yeah. Tied for tenth in all of uh, FBS. Yeah. See, average doesn't really matter to me, to be oh, honest, never, sometimes, because yeah. it, you got to think about it situational, too. How many punts oh, yeah. are we punting in our own? Because if we don't feel like we could get the fourth down and we don't feel like we have the leg to make a field goal, then you have to punt. And, yep. like, I mean, to be honest, that makes it even more difficult punt. Um, it's easier to cover but it's a lot harder to make sure that way you can down them very deep because you you're playing against, you know, three boundaries at that point, uh, you know, the goal line and the two out of bounce lines for sure. So again, just for some, some, some more context, this, this season, 37, almost 38% of his punts are inside the 20 last season, less than 5% were inside the 20. Oh yeah. Wow. And another thing, it's, this is his fourth straight game. If he had gotten it on the one, it would be a, his fourth straight game with a punt on the one. But it's his fourth straight game with a punt down inside the three. That's crazy. Like, Shout come out on. to Aiden. Shout out to Aiden on that. Here's man. the thing. And the cover team. And the cover team. We are the Pat McAfee team of Liberty. We are oh, yeah. for the brand. We are for Aiden Alves. We need to get him on the pod at some point. New Maybe not during the season. New yeah. sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to a sea of red for like DeMario and all these great. We want Aiden Alves t-shirts. Yeah, come on. Actually, I think that would be really dope. I, oh, yeah. I'm going to like, hit up Chad right now. Yeah, no. Chad and John, if they, they're probably going to listen to this. They're going to laugh their butts off of me saying this, but take my money. I'm always yeah. putting in, in the group chat that that meme from the Futurama, the take my money meme. Anytime they put anything out there, but yeah, for Aiden, take my money. I'll I'll buy that shirt. Yeah, we need uh for the brand, and then literally Aiden Alves, like him kicking with his number. That'd be so dope. I'm just gonna hey, so Kyle. I'm just I'm just gonna randomly out of, without any context text him and be like, I agree with Kyle. 
<laughs> the the unfortunate thing is I'm pretty sure they're live streaming right now. Oh shoot, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. It's important enough. I I mean, thankfully th- there's uh I mean uh you know, people being able to watch that. We're just doing we're not competing against them, you know, thankfully. <laughs> we would never want to do that. They're they are awesome. I'm so thankful for the support yes. that John and Chad um um uh, you know has supported liberty twitter as a whole um so mm-hmm. that's you know and the stuff that they do for flames nation is just incredible yeah, so shout really out well. to them but we still need an aiden alves for the brand shirt baby let's go <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. yeah maybe if we did something similar like that or something and if they don't do it uh maybe we could get some uh traction from oh pat mcafee himself um which is, uh, you know, uh, his, uh, you know, his acronym for shows PMS. So that's interesting. But anyways, uh, say we're I moving on. Say I won't tweet at both Aiden and Pat. So. <laughs> I think we're, we're getting a little off topic here, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, <laughs> fan the Flames football podcast MVP, Aiden Alves. We're Absolutely. We're, Absolutely. There we go. All right, moving on uh, with uh, continuing to go on to to uh, the homecoming win. I want to say a little bit of my two cents as well. Um, I think uh, some of the reaction was, uh, even though there's some justification between above the reaction of how poorly we played, um, there were some harsh sides of it as well, where I'm like, they didn't play with any heart. And I've seen different <laughs> tweets that are, you know, all this stuff and, I'm like, all right, let's relax. You know, um, you know, if anything, that's the last thing that I'm worried about is the belief and heart and grit of this team because they're six and one with so many injuries. Trayshawn Clark is out, you know, uh, you know, we've had ins and outs of Javon Scruggs getting hit hurt, or, you know, even there's been some, uh, uh, stuff on just defense in general, where there's been some players that have either gotten knocked out briefly during the game or, you know, little things like that. And then let alone, we've had a whole quarterback situation that has been unprecedented throughout college football to see a six and one team that have the schedule that we have do it with a third string quarterback and do it with an inconsistent third string quarterback, you know, shout out to JB. He, uh, I'm, I will constructively criticize him, but it's another thing to just like, bag on the man this dude is coming out there and he cares about liberty he could have left you know he could have and then at that point you're down the three scholarships quarterbacks maybe we give another one to one like maybe a sean brown or um uh zach burnett but i mean like you know it's like people just need to relax you know these guys are 18 to 22 23 24 years old they have they're not only athletes, but they're also students. This isn't the University of North Carolina where we have fake classes. Um, um, so, <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside, um, you know, that's that's it. Uh, <laughs> the all jokes aside, I, I, I like UNC for a lot of things, so I can't joke too much. Um, except for um, Evan. Yeah, except for Evan. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, don't with, don't bring that disrespect on Dr. Wheeler's name. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, Dr. Wheeler for sure. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's a very uh, interesting life that they have to live, where you're working out and they have no job. Yeah, of course, like their job is to work out, go play football, practice, all that type of stuff. Um, but and yeah, they have full scholarships, all that good stuff. Cool, great, I get that. But they're still human, you know. They're still guys that are battling every single day. They care about it. They haven't had a bye week yet. We have one of the later bye weeks, so they don't even have it until next week, which is very difficult to grind through six, seven, eight games until you get to a bye week. And they're going to have to play through eight games before they get to the final four games of their schedule. And, and they have a bye week between, thankfully, but that's a grind. They've been playing since mm-hmm. early August. And, 
yeah, they're not hitting as much because I know Coach Freeze kind of tries not to do that to prevent injuries and help depth. But, like, these guys have been battling. Yeah, we didn't play very well. Great. I get it. That that only means that we have nowhere to go but up from here. And what's promising is thanks. Shout out to Damian Swordlap and John at A Sea of Red for posting um, their time that they do have in the media that the practices during the week because – Charlie Brewer, we don't know if he's going to play, but he looks pretty good right now. So that's my feelings of it. I'm happy. I, I, I most most of my grievances I set on the space. Um, so we're kind of moving on. I'm not I'm not happy the way we played. It's fine to criticize your team, but don't be a jerk about it. Like it's as simple as that. You know, don't be a jerk about it. So, you know, uh, with that being said. Does anybody else have anything to say about uh, the wonderful homecoming weekend? Uh, great atmosphere. I saw it was it's like five or six overall attendance. Um, I thought like student section showed up pretty well. Um, I know uh, my the section where I have my my season tickets was was fuller than it normally is, so that was good to see. Um, especially good to see that you know we sold out BYU. Um, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a, that's a big, big deal. And not something that was really conceivable, even, you know, even, you know, a few years back when I was a student was the idea that you could expand the stadium to the point that we have and then still sell it out. Um, big deal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting time and Liberty athletics, um, especially with football. This is a very special season being not only the last independent season, but also the schedule, obviously. We've talked about that in thorough, you know, detail throughout the season. And to be honest, I can't believe we're here. I really can't. This season has flown by so fast, and now we're sitting here looking at one of the most historically well-known football programs that's somewhat comparable to Liberty – and obviously, you guys know where I'm, you know, prefacing to is BYU, the Cougs, um, one of the best scenic atmospheres. Speaking of atmospheres, could you atmospheres sound, could you sound a little football. more? Could you sound a little more Pittsburghian when you say the Cougs, please? The Cougs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you got a a little bit of your. Uh, you only live a few hours from Pittsburgh and Midwestern Canadian Buffalonian type. <laughs> Pittsburgh, yeah, it's all in my accent and my phrasing. Um, <laughs> I just want to hear you say talent one more time. Talent? Yeah. Thank all you. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, you're not the only one. Um, ask uh, uh, my girlfriend um, how I speak. She gets – and she's from Oh, Ohio, we're acknowledging so her like, existence on the podcast now whoa. instead of making vague allusions. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes instead of just special someone um <laughs> yep and uh i just got uh penalized by jeremiah so um anyways no that was yeah. that was that was that was kyle sorry oh okay okay good <laughs> uh-oh yeah she already knows that i kind of refer that anyways but anyways moving on uh <laughs> so shout out to her um for sure. And um, yeah, moving on. Kind of got me a little flustered. I don't get flustered very much. Yeah, turn uh, redder, Ben. Turn wow. redder. Um, so uh, moving on to a kickoff this Saturday at 3.30 on ESPNU. The BYU Cougars. Oh. Don't know who's calling the game. It's unfortunately not Matt and Joe Yock. I mean, we're going to be at the game, so I mean, we're not going to be able to hear. We do know that Alan York... Uh, is going to be calling the play-by-play on the radio. Um, so that's awesome, as always. Um, I might even, if the broadcast is pretty meh, I might try to line it up with the ESPN stream so I can hear Alan York instead. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jeremiah, you seem like you're ready to talk about BYU. I know that your uh, your secondary allegiance is actually BYU, right? What? Oh, oh geez. Uh, sorry. <laughs> No, heck no. Anyways, 
No, I wanted to go back real quick and say Homecoming was awesome. Um, shout out to um, Dennis and Sonia Fields for uh, having me over to the tailgate, along with uh, John, Chad, Asia Red, everyone that was there. I had a blast. Loved it. I love Flames Nation. Um, moving on to uh, to BYU. I, um, I'm excited for this game. Um, what was the last thing you just said? I kind of lost my train of thought there. My fault. I'm, I'm exhausted. Losing my mind. Just talking about BYU. What a game. <laughs> I, drove, I drove back home last night and I'm exhausted. Um, no, I'm excited. Um, I think the, well, obviously a historic game, but I think I'm most excited about seeing this fan base, seeing how much uh, Cougar Nation uh, travels. I've already talked to several really, really nice uh, Cougar fans on uh, Twitter, um, a few of which want to uh, meet up and talk and hang out, which little little fun banter back and forth will be kind of fun, I think. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I'll let you guys talk a little bit more. We'll get a little bit more into it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game for sure. James, I haven't heard your beautiful voice in a little while with that wonderful new mic. Yeah, I've, I've what do you got to say about BYU? I've had it muted because it likes to pick up my breathing. But, um, yeah, I am super excited but also a little nervous about this game. Obviously, just because we um, – like, obviously, we have all the injuries and they are definite. I think outside of Wake Forest, they're definitely the best team we've played. Um, so – yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for the game, um, and definitely uh, interested in seeing. Uh, sorry, my mind's all over the place right now as well. Um, but um, first off, I'm excited to see our defense against a really good offense because this is another really good offense. It'll be a good test. Um, also, with the um, with the offense, like getting. Um, Charlie Burbeck, I think that'll be huge. And yeah, I think I'm super excited for, uh, for what they're going to be doing, um, with that, with that offense, I think ex- being able to expand the offense back to what they, back to what they, uh, um, to the full playbook because Brewers, a seasoned veteran. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with everything James was just saying. I think, you know, getting on, on the one hand, it's going to if Brewer does come back, um, I'm, I'm kind of operating from the assumption that he will. So if Brewer comes back, um, what a tough assignment to draw. Like he's played nine plays of football. Yeah. Um, in the season, uh, been out, been out getting getting rehabbed, getting ready, um, come back in against a tough, tough BYU team. Um, and I don't think, uh, I don't think, I don't think anybody, you know, anybody, anybody saying this BYU team is a pushover is, is, is smoking something. Um, so I, I think this is a tough assignment. On the other hand, you know, Brewers got, Brewers got way, way, way more starting experience than anybody else on this roster. Um, so in that kind of way, he's, he's exactly the guy you want in there. He's, he's unlikely to get flustered, unlikely to get, uh, rattled by, by the big stage, by the noise, by by all of it, um, so I think it, it's good. That, it's good. Hopefully, you know that that Brewer's going to be back. That that'll be good. But uh, I don't envy. I don't envy the job he has to pull off if he is. Um, I think you know, just like you're saying, the, uh, the the last few weeks have shown you can score on the Cougars' defense. Um, now, whether or not Liberty's offense can execute at a high enough level to do it. Uh, seems like a very much an open question to me at this point. Um, oh, yeah. And will largely depend on who's in the backfield calling the plays and making the throws. Um, so yeah. if the offense can execute, if we have Brewer in the backfield, um, if we do what we know we can do, uh, we should win this game. Or at the very least, we should be point, We should be in it. Um, I, think, I think this Liberty defense is one of the tougher, tougher defenses that uh, BYU will have faced this season thus far. Um, at a minimum, if they, if they play as well as we think they can, uh, they will be. So I think that, you know, we match up well in that regard. Um, it's just going to be a matter of can the offense execute. The defense should be able to keep us in this game. But, you know, we've won three of our three of our six wins have come with 21 points scored, and that ain't going to do it. 
That nope. ain't going to do it. It's, it's that simple. So it's going to come down to can the offense, can the offense get going? Um, do we have enough guys back? I mean, the wide receiver room is dinged up. Um, is dinged up. That, you know, Demario's healthy, yes, but uh, C.J. Daniels is, is, is red-shirting, so he's only got another couple of games he can play. Uh, C.J. Yarbrough is dinged up after that last game. I think I saw Noah Frith was dinged up a little bit. Um, Caleb Sneed might be back, maybe. I, I certainly hope he is. Um, yeah, he was not on. He was not on the uh, scooter anymore this week. I mean, that's good, but still in a boot, right? Yes, yeah. that he was. So, I mean, the, the wide receiver room is dinged up. Um, this, to, to a large degree, even if Charlie is back, and even if he is what we think he is, um, this team's going to be what this team has been all season. That's a run first team. Um, so, if we're able to get in, get the ground game going, uh, and in the first qu- first half with more than nine total rushing yards which I believe was our halftime total against Gardner-Webb. Yes, it was. Then uh, we'll be in a good position to uh, to try and win this game. So, um, like I said, I think we've got a real shot. But uh, I think some of that there's, – there's, some, uh, there's some, uh, some hate going around for BYU in the Libertyverse that I think is uh, undeserved, we'll say. I mean – Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um I've been in and out of Twitter most of, most of the day. It was a big span of time where I couldn't get on. Um, but, yeah, I've been seeing that all day. It's like these guys aren't going to be a pushover. Like there's a lot of people discussing the, the topic that we might discuss later. But uh, everybody's discussing a certain topic. And we're, I'm just like, guys, you've got to win this game first. Like, Dude, if, if you're going to bring it up, don't allude to it. Everybody on, everybody on Twitter is all a flutter about whether or not we should storm the field if we win. Yeah, there's I a lot. I didn't want to be that guy, so thanks for being that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, I think the more of the thing was, I was just like, let's just uh, let's just celebrate if we celebrate. I mean, I like to think about it, you know, but let's uh, let's not uh, get all too up in air about. Um, but Ben, if we don't way. if we don't make a big deal about this on the internet before the game, then people at the game might get excited. And do yep. things we don't like. Yep, exactly. And you know, I I, I just uh, the one thing is like BYU is a fantastic uh, program. the The fact that they're recruiting Mormons most of the time—that's all they're recruiting for the most part. A lot of them are Mormons. Not to say that there aren't talented football players, but they do have somewhat of a limited. It's culture, you know. Not very many people are going to yeah. go to BYU. It's just truth. Like you, you know, there are p- going to be people that are like, I don't want to go to BYU because they're too strict. They're very strict, like Liberty, when it comes to their university rules. They might even be stricter. I don't know. Um, I think they so, are. Yeah, Could yeah. So, and that's the thing. And the interesting thing about them too is they also have many different satellite campuses too. So thankfully they can maybe like if they're in that area like Idaho and Hawaii and stuff, they can look around while they're visiting these campuses and say, "Hey, why don't you just uh, go to our main school, which is in Provo, and play for the football team?" You know, they recruit a lot of Samoan players. And to be honest, a lot of people out of Utah in that area where the Mormon movement was, and that's just truth. You know, it's it's a, it's it's interesting. It's a very interesting way that they have built their program. And here's the crazy thing: you know who played for them back in the day? Steve Young. You know, one of the greatest quarterbacks yeah. of all time. And you know, and he played for BYU. And I remember as a kid, I was like. I knew BYU, but I didn't really know him. That was, and I didn't know that Steve Young went there. And I read like an autobiography by Steve Young, and I was like, "Oh, he went to BYU. That's crazy." Um, yeah. But they're a yeah. very well-known team. So yeah, I mean, like BYU, they're they're a legacy program, you know. Like like they're up there, you know. People know their names in a lot of ways, like they know um, Notre Dame, like they know um, USC, like they know UCLA, like they know Virginia Tech when Virginia Tech used to be good. Um, like th- this is a, this is a, it is a marquee game. It is a milestone game. Um, it was a milestone game when we went and played them the first time in, uh, in Provo. These are, you know, these are, these are milestones for, for Liberty football. Um, and there aren't a lot of milestones left for Liberty football. Um, you know, th- there's, there's this, 
there's when we played Notre Dame for the first time. There's when we beat Notre Dame for the first time. There's when we beat UVA for the first time. There's our first conference championship. Um, and by the time, you know, once you get once you get to there, you're talking first time appearing in the national championship tournament, first time winning in the national championship tournament, first national championship. There just aren't a lot of these milestone games left for Liberty football. It just is the way that it is. Um, yeah. So anybody dr- trying to downplay and say, oh, well, they're four and three. They're, you know, we're going to they're not a team worth celebrating. If you win, that's just not true. You celebrate the milestones when they come because they only come once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially a team like BYU. BYU again this year. You uh, before I let you speak, Jeremiah, because I'm going to let you get go off. I, I can tell that you're you're ready to chomping at the bits. I can see you. Um, he actually clarified something that I was going to say. So, oh, okay, dang. <laughs> well, I let uh, I just wanted to say this. Um, BYU opened up with South Florida on the road, fifty-one. I mean, fifty to twenty-one. Uh, Baylor beat Baylor at home. Baylor's an okay team right now. They're a very solid team. They've had some issues with injuries, much like Liberty, actually. But at that time, they were nine in the country, and then they've lost some games like West Virginia. Mind you, they haven't been blown out very often. So let's, let's keep that as a grain of salt. BYU and Oregon. Oregon, I mean, outside of that Georgia game, looks like a very, very good football team, I think. They were just caught off guard. And to be honest, it wasn't a neutral site game. I'm sick of, if we're talking about college football as a whole, I'm sick of seeing these neutral site games in Georgia as Georgia and Oregon are playing. Oregon has to travel all the way across the country to play in Georgia at a neutral site game. Okay, I heard my grievances. Um, and then won a close one at home against Wyoming, which is a solid Mountain West program. They're kind of having a mediocre year. Um Utah State is having a very disappointing year, um, 38 to 26. They, they were expected to be the favorite with Boise State in the Mountain West. And then they went to Vegas to play Notre Dame, played them very tough. Yeah, granted, Notre Dame is not their best team this year. They've lost to Ohio State. They lost to Marshall and got upset. And everybody celebrated in the Sun Belt as if it was the greatest win ever in history of football. Um, but. Then they had to turn around and face a hungry Arkansas team on the road who couldn't afford to lose to BYU because, yeah, at the end of the day, does it matter for their conference standings? No, but it does matter for their morale because they had been without K.J. Jefferson for the past couple weeks, and they had struggled with their backup, albeit he played well enough to get them by in some games. But, you know... He comes back and KJ Jefferson just balled out. And, you know, people are saying, well, this defense is, you know, this and that. They just played an SEC team that is now at full strength with five stars and four stars and one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Of course, they're going to get run over. (laughs) So I don't care where it's at. Their defense obviously has some flaws, but this is still a very quality team with a Yes, I love Sam Hartman. Yeah, we played them tough. But honestly, I think BYU's had a tougher schedule than Wake Forest. Wake Forest has played Florida State and Clemson. And Sam Hartman's a great quarterback, but Jaron Hall's not too far f- from behind. And he has legs. He's he's a, he's not like Malik Willis fully in the sense of his elusiveness and his strength and stuff, and maybe not even his arm. He has a very good arm. But he definitely is very dynamic like how Malik was for Liberty. So and let's not beware. let's not overlook the fact that this is a BYU team that hung 35 points on an SEC defense against Arkansas. Yeah, they lost yep. the game, but like it's not like it's not like they got shut out. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So, you know, and granted it was it, and here's the thing, it was kind of cool. I wish more teams that say like, "Oh, we're going to do a blackout or a whiteout." I wish the team would actually wear that. Like I have a very big problem with my now secondary legion, Penn State, whenever they do a whiteout, and then they come out in white, blue, and white. And I'm like, why aren't we all white too? <laughs> you know, if it's going to be a whiteout. Um, so BYU actually wore white at home, and then they were uh, in all white as well um, uh, as the crowd when that. I mean, Provo's a great atmosphere. Um, I hope one day we can play them again and I can go make the trip out to Provo just to go see um, the game. Same. So. That's a bucket list one for me. 
Yep. Yep. So I, I, I mean, I keep on seeing this phrase being thrown around the, uh, the college football's most friendliest rivalry. Um, it's going to be very interesting. There's going to be um, some some door knocking, uh, people knocking on some doors, and there's going to be some uh, maybe some uh, door knocking in more than one way when it comes to you know politics too, right? Ah, we're not political, right? We're not political. Um, so, uh, anyways, I just if you know liberty, you know liberty. Anyways, um, shout out to those guys as well. Um, <laughs> just had to make that stupid joke real quick. Um, Help someone save of- us, rescue us from this canyon Ben has driven us into. Yeah, this has been <laughs> a mess of a podcast, um, but it's been a fun one. Yeah, I mean, what else can we say? We can only, I mean, we're in the week before the biggest game in history so far. And then now we just finished a homecoming game and wrapped up a homecoming game that was severely disappointed. So we got some mixed emotions going on in this pod. Um, Predictions. James, I haven't heard your sweet, sweet, like honey voice. In a little while. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, I think one one more quick thing is like, I, I know Ben and I have been on it since he had me on as a guest before I joined, talking about the offensive and defensive line. Like, I think this game is going to be won there because they have a really good run offense. And, um, like, I think our D line is up to the test. Um, and I'm excited to see our offensive line, like, play against a – a really good D-line. I think their D-line is very phenomenal as well. Um, so with that being said, um, predictions, um, I think it's going to be really close either way um, because here's the thing, like Liberty plays to their opponent, it seems it seems like this year. So I think they're going to put up a, a, a good fight. Um, and I'm going to predict that Liberty, because they're at home, will pull this out by three uh, with a score of 38 to 35. Kyle, you're up next because, uh, well, James stole my thunder a little bit. Uh, my prediction was also 38-35 Liberty. Um, so uh, I, I think we're, we're on the same brainwave. Um, hey, 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 great minds think alike. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to explain, but my gut tells me, my gut tells me this is going to be a close game. Um, and there's nobody I trust more to go out and win the game at the end as long as we're in the fight than Hugh Freeze. Um, oh yeah, and so like that's kind of where I'm putting my faith. I don't. I think that their offense is too too good um, that we're to, for us to hold them hold them under thirty. Um, I, I just I just think they're too good. They're too dynamic. They've got too many pieces. Um, their quarterback is too good. Um, yeah. And I kind of you know question marks aside, and, and also my 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 prediction is kind of premised on on Brewer being back. Um, I think that, you know, th- their defense has shown some holes and there's nobody better at exposing holes in defenses than Hugh Freeze. Um, so I think that we yep. find a way to move the ball one way or another by hook or by crook and we stay in this game um, and it comes down comes down to the wire. Um, and I think we I think we eke it out. So that's uh, that's my prediction. Also, 35, 38 uh, with Liberty taking our first win against BYU. Jeremiah. All right, all right. So I have a kind of a similar prediction. I'm not going to go along with the same score. Um, I was looking it up, and BYU averages, I believe it was 34 or 35 points per game, and we're sitting at a solid 30. Um, It's going to be a back-and-forth game. I think we're going to see a lot of scoring, a lot of offenses, a lot of offense. Um, One thing I've heard and seen on uh, BYU Twitter all week is that they're uh, apparently, I don't know for sure, but apparently uh, BYU's run defense is kind of suspect. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of day-to-day, and I think Charlie Brewer is going to, if he is back, hopefully he is back, I think Charlie Brewer is going to put up some nice yardage and, you know, get us in the end zone a couple times as well. Um, I think my, I want to go with uh, 34-31 Flames. Well, I feel like that guy who um, they gave up 277 rushing yards to Arkansas. By the way, yeah, it was 
It was a lot. So it was the 365 passing yards that really did him in. <clears throat> KJ Jefferson sure. balling out. Okay, pause. I really wish at the beginning of the season I made a bet with Ben saying that every time he mentioned KJ Jefferson, I get a dollar. We'd all just be rich. Like, just one oh, we'd all just be rich. Like I wish I had a dollar for every time he mentions KJ Jefferson. <laughs> all right, Ben, hit us with your projection. Well, KJ Jefferson. Tell me and James my, how right we are. My uh, Heisman, Heisman guy. So uh, that's why I, yeah. Guess what? In a couple of weeks, you're going to be hearing a lot about him in the podcast. I'm literally just going to say that like Mr. Beast used to, just say the same words, same time. <laughs> but um, anyways, anyways, deep cut. I feel like the guy who gets chosen for game day and has to be the alum and get up there and, you know, choose my alumni because, you know, it's game day. Got to hype up the home crowd and all that. Not so fast, sweetheart. As Lee Corso would say, I am not going to make this unanimous. And I'm going with an L. I'm sticking with my prediction before the season started. I am going with a loss. I think it's going to be 24-21 Liberty at the end of third quarter. But they're going to put up 14 in the end. And we're going to be, unfortunately, taking an L and not storming the field, um, by the way. Um However, I'm hoping every which way to be wrong in this situation because I want so, so badly to beat BYU even more than Virginia Tech because I I think – I don't know. I I have a feeling that the game with Virginia Tech has a chance to maybe get on the ACC network. This is on ESPNU, and it's the first home game on ESPNU, I think, in like that wasn't like the pandemic. I mean, 2019 and 2020, I don't think we had an ESPN game at home. I don't remember because the one in 2019 was BYU. I think we had a couple of ESPN, ESPN ESPNU games back in the FCS era. Yeah, Um, I'm thinking maybe Coastal 2015. Yeah, Yeah, that was on because I I remember watching that. While you're looking that up, um, just to continue on, um, my biggest concern is Charlie Brewer if he's going to play or not. I know that's all of our concern. Um, If he plays, I still think we have a shot and we have a better shot. Um, I'm not going to count us out by any means at all. Not going to count us out at all. However, this was the team that I was most worried about even more than Wake Forest. Because it's a home game. We're all excited, all this stuff. And then it just falls flat. Wake Forest, we don't. It felt like we didn't have nothing to lose. This is the biggest game in history. Not saying our boys can't live it up and play to, play up to the game, but the way that these injuries are going, it, it makes me very very cautious. So I got to stick to my guns of being a nine three record and choosing this as one of the losses out of the three. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I'd like to put you in that coffin with Lee Corso. Um, for this pick, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, I think I think you're t- totally reasonable. And here's the thing: like, if Charlie Brewer doesn't play, I won't be surprised if we go into the half down twenty-eight nothing. Um, oh yeah, like I, I don't think we will. I, I think BYU's defense is more suspect than that. But can we really say that that's a uh, that that is a, a, an unrealistic possibility given how given how the offense is played under JB in the first half most games? I don't think so. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's there's a very real possibility that this gets away from us. Um, I think that's that's probably most likely. I think I think if we go up into the fourth quarter, um, I think we win. So that, that, that I'll disagree with you on. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. Our defense is lights out defense in is the fourth quarter importantly, all year. More importantly, if we go into the third quarter up, the run game is working. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You see, I would I probably feel the same if they didn't have Puka Nakua back. Yeah, fair. That's one of the guys that I didn't mention that isn't KJ Jefferson or <laughs> Jaron Hall. Puka <laughs> Nakua is a NFL talent um, for BYU. He is a very, very wonderful uh, – like he just – he's there to Mario, but make him 6'1", 6'2", honestly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Well, and then we'll see. I, we'll see. We'll see this time next week. Yeah, yeah, um, and I hope I'm wrong. If I'm because here's the thing, I keep on telling my friends because we're trying to get together this weekend outside of the BYU game and stuff. Maybe Friday night. Still thinking about maybe going to a high, local high school game with my guy James here or whoever wants to come. Um, and we've been thinking about different things. Well, I still don't know what's going to happen. Maybe even Sunday night. But I said to my one friend today, I said, "Listen, I want to hang out Sunday, but uh, we'll see if I'm alive still on Sunday because if we win." <laughs> I'm going to be partying until the sun comes oh, up, baby. Yeah. We're going to be oh, singing yeah. How Great Thou Art till Jesus comes back, baby. Let's go. That's uh, that's a very Liberty celebration there you got, Ben. Exactly. Hey, hey, they've been playing How Great Thou Art before every game yeah so it's been pretty cool yeah, that's why um, that's why I, I, I say that that's all, all right let's bring, let's bring, let's bring a little twitter controversy into this podcast if we win yeah, why not? will i run into you on the field oh yeah that's a I, I, yeah I'm i'll so, uh I'm only I'll, four I'll up, so. see, i gotta come down from the upper deck yeah. so yeah here's the thing here's the thing um i have some inside information that at least at least like 20 or 30 students for sure going to rush the field oh, if 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 we win. So I, I think if those 20 to 30 go, everybody's going. Yeah. So I'm uh, I said this in the group chat earlier, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it again. He's probably going to listen to this later, but uh, I'm going to follow Chad. If Chad, if Chad flying tackles in from the berm. Yes. Yes. With one of the sons. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with, with, that, with that being said, though, with that being said, let's just all agree to leave the goalposts alone. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. yes. That was crazy from Tennessee. Like, why? But again, let me let me stop. Um, with that being said, like, I think on, in that on that subject, it needs to be like a dramatic finish. Like, it, it needs to be organic. As yeah. you know, someone else someone else said it before me, so I'll give whomever that was on Twitter the credit for saying that first. But I agree with them wholeheartedly. I think it needs to be organic. Let's not just plan this and just well, uh, you know. Well, yeah. we've already planned where we're going to take the goalposts, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, really. No, oh, Lord, Freedom Tower, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, else? by the way, I sent this to Kyle, and this is news that just came out today. Tennessee actually already made goalposts to prepare for what had happened on Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they knew it was coming if they wanted. Yep, yep. So they were already ready. Um, so, and I agree. Uh, I think if for some reason we blow them out, I, I don't really know if that's a field rush. You know what I mean? It just no. it feels weird at that point. You know, if it's like for some reason like – 35 to like 17 and you're like and it's been 35 to 17 and they just or 35 to 10 and then they scored and then it's game over like rushing the field i mean it, i mean i'll give them at least be like okay i get it the reason why it's historic you know whatever but like yeah. it still would feel weird compared to like maybe like how if rocket, i don't know if how rocket Tennessee Rahimi. kicked a field goal at the end so if, yeah. if if we're da- if we're up two and Rocket Rahimi picks it off with zero yes. seconds on the clock, yes. Oh yeah, you go. Oh, yeah. No, I'll see you no. at the fifty. No, here, here. here's the thing. Even if we're up two and he deflects it, and like I still feel like that's a that that's organic. Like it's a big play to end the game. No, here, here's my dream situation for you. Here's my dream oh, situation. No. Tie ball game. Toward the end of the game. We have to punt the ball for whatever reason. Aiden Alvis comes in clutch once again, and Trayon Sibley or whoever it is downs him on the one-yard line, and we somehow get a safety and win by two points via safety. That's what I want. That would be That's great. Alvis victory. I, I don't and then, I don't and then, and then <laughs> I will storm the field, and I will go directly to Aiden. You see, if that happens, I'll, we won't be singing How Great Thou Art. We'll be playing, singing uh, Party Rock Anthem instead. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then we'll make sure oh, we Lord. put up just for Kyle because he hates cringy stuff. We'll have the dancing hamsters from the Kia commercial with Party Rock Anthem plastered on, and they'll have Liberty uniforms. I'd much yeah. rather I'd much rather dancing hamsters than 3D Sparky. And by the way, it has not gone unnoticed that the back it up 
audio has not oh played. Oh my goodness! Praise God! I was about to mention that. <laughs> I wonder if that was like a uh, like a production or commu- like what uh, like broadcast. I mean, I don't know what that I think is. it's production, uh, marketing, or something like that. I wonder if their intern was like, "Yeah, we got it, intern. You can't do that again." No, 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 no. Yeah. My question is, Kyle, how how many uh, burner Twitter accounts did you use to tweet at or DM somebody from the university? Tell them to stop. I only have one burner account mm-hmm, that talks sir. about Liberty Sports. Sure. <laughs> what is a burner? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, really. We'll we'll ask. Uh, is my account a burner? Maybe ask Kevin Durant on that subject. Um, <laughs> so wow, this was a eventful podcast, um, and yeah, I'm about to you know watch whatever i can of a sea of red and i always watch it the pre the next day because i'm usually driving anyways and i like to spread out my podcast because i only drive for two hours every single which is enough you know what i mean like obviously but i have other podcasts but i of course sea of red is always on the docket so i usually i, I like to attend live when i when i can at the end and then i'll re-listen to it again once uh it comes out on the spotify uh usually on thursdays actually when i'm out in the field so so Chad one time told me that he he absolutely. I got it. If we don't end this podcast, we're never going to end it. <sighs> Just saying, go and like send a bunch of heart reacts on their uh, their feed. Yeah, let's do I'm it. Done. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, BYU Liberty biggest game in history this Saturday three thirty. Go Flames! Flames! And God bless. <laughs>